<laughs> Welcome back to Are You Sisters? Oh my god. The podcast. Okay. okay, pull yourself together, Kate. Sorry. Hey guys. Welcome back to Are You Sisters? The podcast. And if you missed last week's episode, um, you may not know that this is our special Halloween Practical Magic Practical recap. Magic Recap episode. So you could just stop us right here if you don't like Practical Magic because that's criminal. That, I mean, what are you doing here? So just to give a little preliminary, um, I guess, intro Figuring out how to basically pirate that song and play it before starting this recording yeah. took about maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, it took some time. I'm also extremely exhausted and I, I have no reason to be, but... No, here's the reason. So <laughs> this week, I, I, you know, I flew too close to the sun in one of the last episodes where I was talking about how you're always sick and I'm never sick because yeah. this week I finally fell. But I didn't fall that hard. It was just like a, this morning, yesterday morning, it was like, ugh. Yeah. And nothing better than telling your partner that you're sick and then all of a sudden, oh, wait, you know, I'm not feeling too great either. I, I'm secondhand sick. I mean, I, I really am, though. Yeah. Maybe more so than you are. Okay. You're just so empathetic. I... That you actually became ill yourself. Listen, I take on the moods and the emotions of those around me. and if <laughs> Including you, illness. If you are tired, I am tired. If you are fatigued, <laughs> I am fatigued. So I think we both spent uh, yesterday afternoon, well, at least I did, starting at 2 p.m., working from bed. Yeah. In w- bed. WFB. WFB. I don't know. I mean, I I feel down and tired, too. I'm sorry. I mean, we had a big weekend. So last weekend, we had Eloise's 10th birthday party. It was, My girl. It was a riot. It was a lot of fun. All the dogs came. They dressed up. Um, some of the humans dressed up as well, which we appreciated. Yes. Um, but the dogs, like, partied hard. Yeah. Um, and we were initially like, okay, no dogs in the house, put our foot down. And then it rained outside. So, and so all the dogs inside. It was all the dogs in the house. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, costume reveal, uh, Ryan and I were, uh, and the dogs, were in theme for another 90s movie, actually, Matilda. Yes. So I was Miss Trunchbull. And I was Harry Wormwood, a.k.a. Danny DeVito. Yeah. And uh, Eloise was Matilda. And I mean, that checks out. She basically does have superpowers. superpowers. yeah. And then Betty was supposed to be Miss Honey, but her costume did not work. So she ended up being a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And she rocked it. But honestly, you know what? I would like to take a moment to just say that Miss Trunchbull was a great costume. And also... Very comfortable, honestly, not very different from what I wear on a day to day, just leggings and, and a sweatshirt. Um, and but a, I also and a, what is a cannonball? Yeah, I just I had like a basically an iron ball like attached to my arm. Mm-hmm. But also, I do think Miss Trunchbull was, you know, she was misunderstood. You would say something like that. She, I mean, she's a cranky adult surrounded by children. 
I, it's true. I mean, I feel like I'd kind of be like her. Yeah. Initially, we were thinking about trying to make Betty a um, piece of chocolate cake. But yes. surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of dog chocolate cake costumes out there. I know, uh, which was unfortunate, but um, it worked. I I loved our costume. I was very comfortable all night. You as Danny DeVito, you shined. It was good. I I did realize that I haven't worn a mustache in a long time. And one key to, to note, if you are going to wear facial hair, specifically a mustache, you have to bring a straw. Oh. Because you cannot drink like normally out of a cup. Yeah, I mean, your your mustache was slipping. It was slipping. I was also kind of hot because I had on like a button down and a blazer. And, you know, Charleston in October isn't the most chilly mm -hmm. weather, but it was good stuff. I was comfortable. I even slept in my sweatshirt. You did. And you have been. I think you washed it, though, at least. I've washed it since. Thank you. But this... This 1972 Olympics sweatshirt is going to become a staple <laughs> of my day-to-day yes. outfits, for sure. Yeah, so that was a fun night. And then Saturday, we had Morgan, my sister's bridal shower, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that was nice. It was beautiful out, too. It was like the perfect day, so much fun, drinking, eating, lovely time. So let's get into the nitty-gritty, Kate. Yeah, Which let's, is. let's get into Practical Magic. Practical Magic. So for anyone who does not know, Practical Magic came out in October of 1998, featuring two iconic female stars, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. They are sisters, and most importantly, they are witches. They are witches. Yes. So for me, this – I mean, my mom – brought me to see this I think with my sisters um and it's because we were obsessed with witchcraft growing up I don't know if everyone was but for my family it was major um for some reason we were like told we were witches from a really young age (laughs) and I really globbed onto that yeah I don't know if I don't think anybody ever told me I was a witch um unless it was like in a derogatory way um, but I definitely was interested as a young uh, young girl to have superpowers for sure. Yeah, mine was very specific to witches. I, I think, okay, so my mom just old, always told us we were witches. And, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of weird witchy things in our family. Everyone shares birthdays. For one, my sister Sarah was born on my birthday. My mom and her mom share a birthday. I don't know why that really means you're a witch, but it meant we were witches. I also love that you say my sister was born on my birthday. (laughs) Well, it was. It was my fifth birthday right? when she was born. So let's get it straight. Um, Sorry, Sarah, but it's actually Kate's birthday. Yeah. And I mean, we grew up going to Salem and learning about that. I I don't know if it's because we're from that neck of the woods. Learning about your history. Yeah. Well, we have a family member who was supposedly burned at the stake for being a witch in the Salem witch trials. That's one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. We just – we really globbed on to to being witches. And so my mom brought me and my sisters to see this movie. And for me, it was magic. I was obsessed. Well, I think you check all of the boxes for this movie in that you, A, 
like only have sisters only have sisters and be thought you were a witch thought I was a witch Witch. so much so (laughs) there's one of my favorite stories about Kate yeah so um I think also watching Sabrina the teenage witch and I was always just waiting for my powers to come in I thought you know maybe there was an age in which they would emerge 13 16 what have you just like puberty you know like puberty and I think you're at such an age that you're just like when you're in middle school, you're at you're 13. You're just truly like what makes me special and different. And for me, I thought it was going to be witchcraft. So I had a come to Jesus moment when I was in Spanish class and I had not done my homework. And for anyone who listened to last week's episode, um, Spanish has never been my favorite subject. And in fact, every Spanish teacher has weirdly hated me. Well... <laughs> I was called out in class for not having my homework. And I was like, no, I do have it, actually. Full, like, shame on you. I have my homework. Doubling down. Doubling down. And he was like, all right, then, go get it. And I was like, all right, it's my locker. BRB. So wait, why didn't you do your homework in the first place? I don't fucking know. Probably because I didn't want to. Because you were like, my superpowers. No, it had nothing to do with my superpowers. I just didn't want to do my homework. But then I was in such a like public standoff with my teacher that he requested I get my homework. I told him I did it. So then I had to go out to my locker and I remember I remember this like it was yesterday. I had my workbook of undone homework. And we're not like talking about multiple choice here. This is conjugations. This is pages of homework that I had not done. So I was like, all right, I've got about 30 seconds to get seven pages of work done. And I thought this would be the moment. I think I was was 13. It's like now or never. Now or never. And I stared at that workbook for maybe like 30 (laughs) seconds to a minute, just like (laughs) truly willing it to be done. And you were a freshman? No, I was in middle school. I was like in seventh grade. Okay, that's better. I was thinking of you. I was no. envisioning you like freshman year of high school. Let's like, go with sixth grade. Maybe it's less embarrassing. I think it was probably closer to eighth. Yeah, it probably was. I was 13, so I was seventh grade. So I was like, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. And that was the moment that I realized I wasn't a witch. Yeah, you might have been fed some bad info. Yeah, thanks, Margie. But um, I uh, had to go back to class and turn in, your legs. turn in that empty workbook and uh honestly I've never recovered from the fact that I spent the first 13 years of my life thinking I was a witch and then finding out I certainly was not I mean that's pretty devastating yeah no doubt I know I know and uh you know practical magic has such a fond place in my heart because it's truly all I wanted mm-hmm. was to become a witch you and your sisters yeah I get that um, so, as Kate had mentioned, again, a little background, Sandy B, Nicole Kidman, they both, I think Sandra's character is named Sally, and, Jill, and Jillian is the name of Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah, so Ryan, for the rest of this episode, how do we want to refer to them as? Their, their given names well, or the their character names? The thing that's tricky is it's like Jilly and Sally, which yeah. is kind of difficult, it's difficult to differentiate. Okay, let's just call them Sandy and Nicole. Okay. Okay, so we'll set the scene for you. The movie is supposed to take place in a town not very unsimilar to Salem. So you're in a small 
fishing town in Massachusetts. Everybody knows each other. Everybody knows everybody's business. It's beautiful. The vibes are glorious. It's basically where I want to retire and live the rest of my life. Right. So Sally and Jilly come from a long line of witches. They come from a long line of witches who've lived in this town since the 1600s. Mm-hmm. And basically, Maria, who was the elder witch, let's say. The Supreme. The Supreme was killed for being a witch, but because her lover betrayed her. So when she died, she put a curse essentially on the women in her family. I don't know if she meant to, but she did. That any Owens woman who would fall in love, their lover would die. Which I almost feel like that's like so hardcore. I feel like I would, if it, if I was Maria, I would have been like, I would have come out with a better, with a better curse than that. I know, because it kind of fucked her own family yeah. and all the women in it. I'm like, I would have like really screwed everybody else. Yeah. And been like, if you are not true love for me, then... Then you die. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as you have it, Sandra and Nicole, who we meet as little girls, are moving into their aunt's home because their father had just died from the curse and their mother then died of a broken heart. Which, by the way, is a thing. A broken heart death? A broken heart death. Like, have you ever heard of, like, older couples where, like, one of the partners dies and then shortly thereafter, like, a month later, the other one goes? Yeah, but that is, is that just, like, romanticizing the fact that they're old as fuck? Maybe. And that... Is something wrong with that? I think it really is because they're probably at the end anyway. I know, but then they're like, you know, their partner's gone and they're heartbroken. No, I mean, that would be... And they're ready to throw heart- in the towel. That would be heartbreaking. Um, so anyway, I think this might be where we get the first look at the house, which also as a young girl, I was obsessed with homes <laughs> and architecture and old homes at that and the scene is so amazing it's this these two little girls one has red hair one has yeah. brown hair holding hands and it's them walking up the pathway into this, this like beautiful tall white victorian house that's on the side of a cliff overlooking the ocean yeah like my dream right my life my perfect life of life is to live in that house and so much you know, Barbara Streisand also wanted to live in that house. Yeah, so this was news to me today. Kate shared, um, pretty devastating, quite frankly, in my opinion. Um, the house is want- not real. The house isn't real. The house guys. isn't real. So basically, the director or, you know, who came up with the movie, I mean, first it was book. Let me go say that. Give credit where credit is due. Um, they had such a strong vision for what this house would look like. And they found this place and they're like, we're going to build this house here. Well, the land that it was actually on was protected by um, some kind of like uh, trust or or what have you. And it was for Native Americans. So they could not break soil. So they had to build this like fake facade of the house. And then the interior of the house was all shot in studio in Hollywood. Which it pardon me is like how long did it take to just build the outside of this house? I'm sure oh I'm sure it took forever. And then on top of that, the second they stopped filming, they had to tear it down. 
That's like so sad. So I mean, it, and it looks so real and compelling that Barbara Streisand, of all people, actually tried to buy the house. Which, I listen, mean, if I was a bajillionaire, I would have tried to buy that house. For sure. Yeah, so just a little bit of interesting insight there. But the movie was filmed and took – like was filmed in and around Washington State. So um, Whitby Which, Island. I feel like they did a really good job of making it look like the Northeast. Yeah, they did a good job. I was fooled. But I, I mean – they, I mean, this area does kind of look like it. So Whitby Island is like where Sandra Bullock would then have her apothecary shop. And, you know, I sent you a video recently of exploring that town and I so badly want to go there. I would love to go there. Um, but yes, back to the movie. So the two little girls go and since they're both of their parents died, they go and live with their aunts who... Shocker are witches. Witches and spinsters and sisters. Yes. So I think probably because of the curse, they were like, fuck that. I'm not going to fall in love. Right. I'm going because... to chill, with, kick it with my sister and live in this badass house, which to me, like, it didn't seem like such a punishment to go and live with those aunts because, like, I would live with them in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. And, like, when they're moving in, they're basically, there's, they're like, there are no rules in this house. You are going to learn witchcraft. You we are going pancakes to. pancakes for dinner. You're going to eat pancakes for dinner. You are, like, going to live the life. Yes. And the main selling point of the house for me personally is, which, that's what's so devastating to find out, is they have this giant plant room that's just full of plants. Yeah. And I was just hoping that somewhere out there, I'm sure there's somewhere out there that's very similar. Yeah. But has this amazing plant room in this house because that is like a dream. Yeah. Well, they need that plant room because they're like making herbs. Hell yeah. They got potions to make. They got potions to make, spells to cast. So, you know, you watch the girls kind of growing up with their aunts and it's, you know, all cute. And then they they turn into obviously teenagers. (laughs) But before we get to the teenage part, one thing that. Is it's easy to miss is one of the little girls is Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Well, okay. Sorry, but that's who Nicole. No, that's Sandra Bullock's daughter is Evan Rachel Wood. <sighs> sorry. I know it's confusing. I thought so too. Well, it's two sets of redheaded kids and a yes. brat. Well, so, so long story short, because we're not going to do a full recap because I think most of you have seen the movie. We're going to do more takeaways from what we loved yes. from the movie but basically Nicole Kidman thrives in this household she's a witch blah 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 she's like obsessed with boys she goes off to do that Sandra Bullock falls in love in the town although she was nudged in that direction by her aunts right through- she was like swearing off relationships she was like yeah no I'm not gonna do this it's like only leading to pain and heartbreak yeah so her her Ants nudge her in the direction via light spell to fall in love with a townsman, which she does. And honestly, we were laughing about it because I don't even think words were exchanged. They just like saw each other and then she like ran to him with like a pack of dogs and then they like made out on the street. Oh my God. I like almost forgot about the pack of dogs. Yes. There's a pack of dogs there. So yeah, the witches or the ant witches cast a spell on her the two of them basically lock eyes on the street mm-hmm. and didn't say hello not a word was spoken next right. thing you know she gets a like wild hair up her ass she's like wait a minute 
Faith Hill song, uh-huh. first, what, This Kiss? This Kiss. This Kiss starts playing. This kiss, She's this running kiss. down the street with a bunch of dogs following her. It's like that beautiful scene where he yeah. lifts her up Ugh. and they make out. And then, you know, it's like all she wrote, right? They're together forever. They have two kids. Well, they, not forever, Ryan. No, I know. I'm saying. I'm like painting, oh, that's what you think. painting the picture, Kate. Yeah. It's like okay. you think, oh, lovely. She found love. Mm-hmm. Beautiful little killer kids that are Evan, Rachel, Evan Wood. Rachel Wood. And sorry to the brunettes whose name I cannot recall. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to be, you know, paired up with Evan Rachel Wood, which by the way, Evan Rachel Wood actually had like more scenes in the movie, generally speaking, as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so then her husband dies because they actually did fall in love and the Beatle gave the news. You kind of really just like went for it. I was going to lead in a little bit more to the death. Oh, okay. Essentially, in this family, when a witch, yes, a witch's true love, because they actually did truly fall in love, the ants weren't expecting that. So they actually fall in love when a beetle is around and is making noise and is like chirping. That is the telltale sign that, oh shit, like I'm about to lose... Yeah the love of my life so there's this crazy amazing scene I feel like I always like a tear just comes to my eye um but she starts to hear the beetle yeah Sandra yeah and she's like freaking out she's like don't do this to me tearing up the floorboards like looking Mm -hmm. for this beetle cut to her husband is like just walking with he's like a fruit supplier it seems yeah yeah he's always got like a crate of fruit he had a crate of apples Mm -hmm. was it apples I want to say it was apples. That's very, like, fall. So very that fall. would make sense. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, the cutest guy. God, he's been in things since this, He has this been too. in things. Uh, he's adorable. Yeah. And he's just, you know, saying hello to everybody on the street with his crate of fruit. And then a big group of um, cyclists come, take a turn, and they're blowing past him. And he's like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And then, you know, he's like, whew, that was close. Right, and then Sandra can also feel it. So right. she's like, he's safe. He's good. Yeah. But and then, then he gets basically smashed by a giant truck. He gets smashed by a semi who somehow did not see this man and all these 35 bicyclists who right. just I'm, rolled through. I don't know. I guess maybe the defense is that, like, he couldn't see the guy in the middle of the bicyclists yeah. because he was just, like, in the sea of it. But I'm yeah. also like... Where was this giant semi like going in this tiny right. town? I don't know. I do not know. But then enters Evan Rachel Wood and the sister because they all end up moving into the house yeah. with the ants because Sandra is alone and brokenhearted. Of course. And about to follow in her mother's footsteps and die of a broken heart. She was. She was on the way. But Jilly comes back to town. She felt the pull of a sister. Yeah. And she came back to town and was like, you need to stay strong for those girls. And very heartwarming scene. And then um, she gets back out of bed. She gets out of bed. So, yeah, she gets out of bed. She starts doing her thing again. And but then, she says no magic. No magic still. You know, she was a, kind of a hard ass. Um, but the takeaway for me is all of this women's intuition in the air. So it's like yeah. Jilly was like, Something's wrong with my sister. Comes home, sure enough, devastation. And then when Jilly leaves, um, I guess, sorry, I need to start saying Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole. Anyway, 
that character leaves. Sally or Sandra's character um, is like doing fine. And then she gets a phone call. And I guess it's like late at night. But she immediately like flies out of bed. She knows something's wrong. And I just feel like that's so true. It's like if I get a phone call and it's bad news, it's like for some reason I pick up the phone and I'm like, what's wrong? Something's up. Yeah. Do you have that pull with your sister, you think, where you can like feel something's not right? I feel like I know if something's up with Morgan. And I'm sure she could say the same. Yeah. I have like four sisters, so <laughs> you got a, you got a lot of you got a lot of pulls. Out I've there. got a lot. I mean, if I have a bad feeling in general, I mean, it's like Could is be it anything. my mom? Is it my dog? Is it my girlfriend? Is it my four sisters? I mean, so or do I just need to like go to the bathroom? You've got a roster. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, anyways, Sandra's character gets this call and sure enough Jillian is like with this man dating the worst guy ever right because she met this guy and there's this crazy scene at this pool that's like very 70s vibe very 70s and also when you watch these movies when you're young don't you like like I just remember being young and being like oh this is what adulthood's like right like Like you're you're at a pool party you lock eyes with someone you're dating you're dating like there's there's no, hey, how are you? It's like, oh, we're in love. Right. And also, you're just dancing by a pool. She was dancing. I feel like she was the only woman at that pool. Yeah. But in it, we in rewatching it, the men she was with were fugly. They were pretty scary looking. Except for Jimmy D'Angelo. Maybe that's why she ended up with Jimmy, because he was yeah. the best looking of the bunch. Yeah, he's like, like dark vampire meets cowboy vibes and bad news all around for sure like obviously becomes an abusive boyfriend who tries to kill her hence sandra coming to her rescue Mm -hmm. and then insanity ensues they end up killing the guy they Mm -hmm. try to bring him back with witchcraft shit goes awry Right. Nicole Kidman becomes possessed. (laughs) I know. But one thing that we do have to talk about, and I don't, I can't recall what their ages are when they filmed. So it's 1998. So that's like 25 years ago. Oh, fuck. I mean, they They would have been in their their 20s, maybe 30s. I think Sandra, I know for a fact that I've looked this up before. And I think Sandy B was like 30. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could, I, that sounds right to me. And she's also just coming off the success of, well, the massive success of Speed, but right. then the fallout of Speed 2. So mm-hmm. that's actually, I read some interview and that's why she opted in to do Practical Magic. Thank God for the failure of Speed 2. <laughs> yeah, because Speed 2 just like tanked. Like right. Keanu Reeves didn't come back for it. It was like terrible and it was it was supposed to be this blockbuster success so she was like all right I'm not doing movies just for blockbusters anymore so she was intrigued by Practical Magic and did it and then guess what Practical Magic actually was a flop too so it got like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and then all the critics were like it's too scary for kids but it's too too scary well it's too well, because it's not a movie for kids. It's a movie for adults, but it's, like, too scary for kids, but, like, not scary enough for adults. But I think they weren't planning for our generation to then pick it back up and right. become obsessed with it. Like, the kids, <laughs> like me, years. who saw it and then revisit it every single year because it's become my absolute fall staple and, like, one of my favorite movies of all times. Yeah. 
And it's one of those, like, now it's a cult classic, a favorite, but, like, at the time, similar to Hocus Pocus, just, like, a total tank. Yeah. So, but what I was going to say is they're, they're so young, and, like, not to say that they're still not absolutely strikingly beautiful women, but, yeah. like, they're just so young, and you can see they're, like, just uh, so cute. And, and I mean, can we take a moment to just talk about how stunning they both are? Well, yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock, her... Her nose. You love her nose. I love her nose. And I, you know, am jealous of her nose too. <laughs> what do you love about her nose? It's just perfectly formed. Have you not, you never noticed that? It's like perfect, a perfect, like if you were to look at like a magazine that was like mm-hmm. in, I don't know, someone's like plastic surgery lounge, yeah. it yeah. would be that nose. She has a very symmetrical face. Yes. Like perfect symmetrical perfect lips I mean she's gorgeous and but then Nicole Kidman and I I think the characters in which they cast it's so perfect because Nicole Kidman plays like this like free-spirited like sexual woman who's like a man-eater more of a black sheep kind of vibe yeah and then Sandra's like the oh you're beautiful but you hide behind like yeah you know she like was like you know when she was a t- she had the glasses and the braids and she was like supposed to be like the nerdy like insular introvert whereas Nicole was the like extrovert like whatever so they did casting so well and then like Sandra Bullock totally comes out of her shell as she accepts magic into her life again because she's truly a very gifted witch she is the next supreme and i think she hasn't been accepting her new responsibility right she's been trying to be like miss pta mom even though the whole town shuns her i do like the scene where um jilly or nicole kidman's character goes to the pta meeting with yes with her and they're, like, trying to come up with the call tree because that yes. was a topic that we were like, oh, my God, remember that? Yes. Can we talk about a call tree for a minute? Yes. We can sidebar on the call tree. Okay. So that just made – it makes me so nostalgic for the 90s because we had a call tree, too, for snow days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that makes me – like, me and my sisters would wake up so early and see that it snowed and we'd be so fucking excited. And then we would just – I would just lie in bed like literally waiting for the phone to ring. Oh, yeah. But then I, Morgan and I would also like sit in front of the TV watching. Yeah. It would be like the boring news, but and then at the bottom you would see all of the school names. Oh, I remember that too. But I feel like the fo- – like I feel like you were the more parents confi- – Well, you were probably more confident in the phone tree too. Well, the parents knew first. I think even before they like issued the school cancellation because it was like the phone tree so like I would wake up so early that there was a possible snow day and I would truly just wait for our phone to ring and then my mom would like pick it up and then she'd be like so pissed because she had to make a phone call well and then she had to watch you all day long deal with our asses home all day (laughs) but it just makes me so nostalgic for the 90s yes so okay back to that so the scene is they're all all of the moms are in the like classroom and they're announcing who is the top of the phone tree and which like is that some prize? Also, I who, guess who I calls guess the first mom, the, the like, principal, the principal probably. Okay, I've got questions. Yeah, no, someone notifies the first mom who then sets ablaze the tree and right. essentially Sandra's character was like, ugh, they're probably not even going to put me on the tree at all, but. Jilly, Nicole Kidman's character, does some witchery. Yeah. And, like, 
All of the pages have her name at the top. Sally as the top of the phone. Sally tree. Owens. So, Sally Owens. Yeah, I loved that. Um, but no, some fun scenes. Like, oh my god, some of the best scenes happened when Jilly came back to the house. Like when they thought they were like free and clear yeah. of this psychopath Jimmy that they killed and buried in the yard. Buried in the yard. The roses started like blooming the next day. Toads started emerging. Creepy shit was going on. His boots started to come up. I don't know. I would have like freaked the fuck out. Anyway. Um, this leads me to one of my all-time favorite scenes in the movie, which is, I can't remember who wakes Sally up, but someone wakes Sally up at, like, midnight. I think Jilly does. I think it's Jilly. Okay. And she's like, get up. And for me, it's like, if somebody woke me up in the middle of the night, I'd be, like, annoyed. I'd be like, what? But then she's like, we're we're having margaritas downstairs. And, and the we're doing music a, starts. And we're doing a dance party. And I feel like if somebody were to wake me up, this kind of takes me back to like when I was living in a sorority house days. It's like somebody would just wake you up in the middle of the night and be like, we're partying. We're having fun. And, and you'd wake like, up. And, and you'd, you'd get go. up. Yeah. You're like, hell yeah. So they she gets up. And she goes downstairs, and the ants are awake, and they're making margaritas. It's like 1 a.m. And it's a, it's put the lime in the, the coconut. coconut. Yes. The soundtrack of this movie as well. Like, Well, yes, to that. But I want to give you a little behind-the-scenes tidbit. So apparently Nicole Kidman brought shitty tequila, and they actually <laughs> drank it. Yes. So they were actually drinking real tequila, and so was... So was the film crew. I love that. Like, you could just tell that was a fun movie. Scene, yeah. And a fun scene, but like a fun movie, movie to, to be film, on yeah. set for. No, but that was totally my favorite scene. I mean, it was so much fun. The ants are like singing. Obviously, things go south at the end, but like that is like a total vibe to me. Well, you know, at the end of a bottle of a tea. Uh, at, the bottom, good. at the bottom of a bottle of tequila <laughs> is never you a can good find thing. Trouble. You find <laughs> fights, and that's, they all start like, basically like tearing each each other apart yeah and then essentially sandra bullock's character is like where the hell did you find this bottle of tequila and they're like on the front pole or someone left it on the pole yes because it's shocker jimmy d'angelo's tequila his ghost tequila yeah um Ugh, that that is one of my favorite. And to that point, the soundtrack. My mom definitely bought the soundtrack, and oh we listened God. to it in that in the Volvo. So let's see. We have the lime and the coconut song. Um, Faith Hill. Yep. This Stevie kiss. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Icon. Crystal. Yeah. So Which, she, she. That song too. Like that song is so specific to this movie. Like I don't think. Well, of she any... contributed it to this movie. Yes. So like. Yes. If you don't know the beginning of that song, then I can't help you. Then we cannot help you. So she contributed that song and one other to this movie, and they tapped her for it because Stevie Nicks is a witch. Is a witch. I mean, rumored to be, but I buy it. I think she's like definitely. I mean, what she has a song. It's like witchy woman. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, no, I mean everything about this from start to finish, and. Um, so then, okay, so the whole tequila thing was when we started seeing some changes in Nicole Kidman's character again. Yes, yes. So, She's becoming possessed. Right. You know, you realize, okay, oh shit, they buried this poor guy, but in reality... Poor guy. Okay, they buried this shitty guy, this awful yeah. person. But in reality, he, like, haunted her. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately possessed her. 
Right. And I don't know if we touch upon the detective who came into town to investigate Jimmy D'Angelo's disappearance. This guy eventually is going to is the love of Sandra Bullock's life yeah one thing about this detective that was always annoying to me is like he was well aware that Jimmy was a piece of shit but he was like putting these girls through the ringer I know I think he knew that they had something to do with his disappearance and there he was like I mean he's a he's a cop he's a detective he's like yeah he's a piece of shit and I hope you killed him but also at the same time we'll need to arrest you for doing so Whatever. He seemed like a narc. Yeah, I mean, most cops <laughs> most cops are. But that also reminds me, so the, the like initial phases of the movie, the initial scenes when she's actually writing out her perfect man where she's like, this person doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I did love that part of the movie. Right. Where it circles back and like you can see he has one green eye and one blue and you can like... He can flip a pancake. He is the star symbol. He rides a horse backwards. Yeah, exactly. Because he like grew up in on a ranch or something in the West. This movie is also very good at making you completely forget about the first main, you know, romance character who you love so much. Yeah, it's like we only got like maybe one scene with the guy, but I loved him, and then I'm like, forget about it. Who's this guy? Well, I think because. While the movie is technically, like, I guess a romantic movie, it's really about the women. It's about the sisterhood. It's about the witchcraft. It's not about the men. Supporting each other and being there for each other, for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, and also another... So, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, the townspeople basically are called into action to expel Jimmy D'Angelo from Nicole Kidman's character. And... These bitches from the PTA all come in and actually form a coven. Yeah. Like a modern day coven to get rid of him. And then the town ends up accepting the Owens women and therefore accepting witchcraft. (laughs) But I love that. I love the scene where they get them all to come because the one. Um, shows up with a vacuum cleaner and she's like, does this work instead of a broom? And I always thought that was so cute. I love this movie. Anyway, so yeah, the final scenes, it's an iconic scene where all of them climb up to the rooftop and they have their umbrellas and everybody comes to clap and like are so excited for them to jump off the roof, which I feel like is really badass. Oh yeah, and then they just basically float down. Yeah. Something I also thought maybe, so I think it's best. I'm glad that you learned that you weren't a witch by your homework and not like jumping off the roof. I know because... That could have been something I would have tried. <laughs> As a last resort. Yeah, I just would have been like, well, let's see. Yes. So I think uh, to wrap it up, obviously, you all can hear that we love this movie. I think if you haven't seen it, I urge you to watch it. Yeah, you still have a couple days left in the month of October to get your practical magic on. And we obviously highly recommend that you do. Yes, please do. So if you enjoyed our recap... You know, keep tuning in for more episodes. Maybe we'll do a holiday movie as well down the road. Yes. But um, yeah, and follow along um, at Kate Charney, at Ryan Tosker, and most importantly, at Are You Sisters, the podcast. Bye, guys. Have a nice Halloween. Ooh. Ooh.